2: On this episode of In the Country, three very special guests from across Canada. From Saskatchewan, Curtis Grambo; From Alberta, it's Olivia Rose. And from Ontario, Matt Williams. Each of them have, has a brand new song to share. And of course, some great stories. It's my pleasure to start off with Saskatchewan's own Curtis Grambo. Hey, Curtis.
3: Hey, man. It's my pleasure to be here. How are you doing,
2: Dave? I am doing just wonderful. How about you? I'm doing awesome. Awesome, awesome. Well, it is great to have you here, and of course, we have a couple of songs from you to share, including Little White Dress. We're going to talk about the song and the video. Now, I want to get into your background, because reading your bio, Curtis, and of course, we can tell this when we hear you sing, you have influences from the country legends that we all know and love, including George Jones, Merle Haggard, and Johnny Cash. Tell me about how you were influenced by them.
3: Well, first of all, that's it's my mom and dad that listen to it all the time, you know. So I was exposed to it right from being little. And I just loved Johnny Cash. And then when I got started singing uh, as a kid, practicing, I, I really, really tried to tried to imitate them or, you know, tried to sound like them. So they mm-hmm. taught me a lot of licks.
2: Definitely. Each of them have their own... Uh, certain style, especially someone like George Jones. I mean, he's got a very distinctive sound in the oh, way yeah. he delivers a song.
3: Yeah, and uh, Merle Haggard, too. I mean, uh, yep. just such great tones and just such great timing and uh, just a rhythm. They're just fantastic singers.
2: And they also drew you into the story because when they sang it, whether you knew that they lived the song or not, they made it very believable. Yeah,
3: and I think it would be hard to find anything that those guys sang that they didn't live, you know, that was mm-hmm. just true, true true, country and true uh, stories about their lives.
2: Well, that seemed to be a big part of it, uh, and including Hank Williams. All, all the great country guys from that period, they went through those times, the tough times, the good times, the love, the heartbreak. I mean, it was really their lifestyle along with being their music.
3: Yeah, that's for sure. Absolutely.
2: Now, if we go back to 1993 for you, Curtis, this was a big year because uh, you recorded an album, your debut album, called Big News Back Home. Tell me about recording that album and just how much it meant to you back then.
3: Well, that was a big, big, big deal for me. We did that in Winnipeg. Uh, I'd been going down to Nashville for quite a bit before that. I'd been signed to Sony Records in Nashville. Kind of wound up losing the deal. A new president came in and pretty much axed everybody that was signed on at the time that happens all the time but i took my you know favorite demos and and uh songs that i had written and put them all on the big news back home album and then that wound up being you know kind of self-produced and i used my band at the time that's my band playing on it and that's pretty rare you won't hard to find that happening these days yeah so it was yeah. it was really cool
2: and the songs that uh, are on that album, were they ones you had written uh, several years prior to the album, ones that you had lived with for a while?
3: Uh, well, Big News Back Home, the title track, I'd written uh, probably five years prior. There's uh, a couple other ones that were even before that, yes. Then, uh, you know, some of those songs I hadn't written, I always just pitched those songs I, while I was with Sony. And I just really mm-hmm. loved them. Like "Silent" says it all. Still one of my favorite. I never released that song, but one of my favorite country songs. I didn't write it, but I loved singing it and loved the song.
2: It must be a great feeling. I know I've talked to other artists when, uh, of course, you write your own. But when you do get pitched songs, and you do, have, I know you have to listen to a lot of them to find one or two, or, or however many you choose. A lot of them to find the good ones. Uh, do you enjoy that process, Curtis, of listening to to other writers' songs and and hoping to find a great one.
3: Oh yes absolutely especially you know you get in with the right crew and you know you're listening to they're all good songs then it's just a matter of trying to find out what is going to suit you and what you can get behind and believe but no mm. that's always a pleasure to hear other artists songs uh you know that are just different than what you do
2: and you're right. It's uh, they're all good songs. Some of them might be great, but in a lot of cases, it's just what fits your style. If it's a redneck song, it's a great redneck song. But if you're if that's not your style, then then obviously you're going to pass on that. Let's head back in time to Crystal Springs, Saskatchewan, where you were born and raised, and tell me about what life was like in a, in a small town like that. And does country music really capture what goes on in the values of a small town?
3: Well. <laughs> It's unbelievable how small of a town. I had five students <laughs> in my class from, from grade 5 to grade what? 12. 96 wow. students from kindergarten to grade 12. And, yeah, there wasn't really a town even. There was maybe like five families that lived in the town and a hotel. And, uh, that's about that's it. That's small. It's pretty small. <laughs> yeah. So when it was awesome. We'd rode the school bus uh, for like an hour every day. To school and back, but uh great friends, and uh, just a great way to grow up, but uh, you know, I didn't really have any- anyone, anyone to jam with or anything either um mm-hmm. so when I graduated from Crystal Springs, I went straight to Brandon, Manitoba because my uncle was a teacher out there, and I needed to get my upgradings. I was going to be an Air Force pilot, but when I got there, they had twelve hundred students, and they were looking for a singer for their school rock band. Oh wow! And I tried out, and I got the part. And the next thing you know, I started CC C. Rider, my first band. Mm. And uh, as they say, I guess the rest is history. <laughs> next thing you know, we were on the A circuit, and and uh, yeah, next thing you know, I was
2: Curtis Granblue, New Ryder. Wow, what was that like touring with CC Rider, and what were what were some of those experiences like in the different venues that you uh, made it out to?
3: <laughs> oh
2: man, we started
3: uh, '85. And uh, we didn't have a clue what we were doing. We just uh, and we got this little uh, van, and we jumped in it and away we went. And we started in the B circuit room. So uh, there's all kinds of stories. I think I got to write a book. <laughs> there's just so. There's many enough for a
2: book. Wow.
3: Yeah, there really is. But had a blast. No regrets. I've had nothing but fun since I started singing. There's been ups and downs, but I mean, I've really had a lot of fun.
2: And I've heard they say that, uh, of course, it's obviously great to have the fun, but when you're on stage and you're having fun, the audience is going to have fun with you.
3: Yeah, that was a big part of our success. We were one of the first young, I mean, we were just kids out of school playing country, Hmm. and we were doing Merle Haggard and George Jones, and we were one of the first young bands to hit the country bar. And we were having fun, and I think it was kind of refreshing to people to see younger kids coming in singing the old guys. I mean, not old guys, but the traditional country guys way back then. Mm -hmm. So, yeah, we were kind of infectious. We were having a lot of fun, so the crowds had a lot of fun. And then the big bar boom happened in the 90s, like the early 90s. And, uh, yeah, there was a lot of work and a lot of bands, a lot of great bands.
2: Yeah, country music had had a big wave, of course, in the early 90s, late 80s with, uh, yes, I guess they call a lot of them the class of 89, when Clint Black came out and Travis Trish, Garth Brooks. It, it was a whole new wave, a new a new sound, right? And younger people were getting into it. Yeah,
3: absolutely. And then it was the, in Canada, all these bands that came out uh, were just amazing at the same time. And then we all had all this material to choose from that was kind of hip and happening, and the old stuff too. Mm-hmm. And uh, yeah, it was a great time to be a band out on the road. Not so much anymore, there's not much... Not nowhere to play anymore, really, as, far as oh. live venues, for that scene, I mean.
2: Right. It's pretty tough. Right, that's to too bad, but I, I, I love that the mix of music. music. I love hearing the new stuff, and I, then I love having George Jones thrown in, Merle Haggard, Johnny Cash. Yeah. I know that Elvis had a big influence on you as well. Do you want to talk about that, Curtis, what Elvis meant to you? And, in fact, oh, the day sure. he died, you saw your mom, like sure. a lot of us did, saw our moms crying because of that, because he died.
3: That's right. I was 11 years old, and... uh I'm actually out at the farm right now. I'm just going to be taking off here tonight. I was out on a bit of a radio tour, so I'm home with Mom and Dad right now. But it was out right here on this farm. I came running in. Uh, my brother and I had found this bat, my older brother. We were just kids. I came running in. We had it in a jar I wanted to show Mom, and she was crying on the couch, and I'd never seen that before. I thought, what in the world's going on? And she said, Elvis died. And I'm going, who's Elvis? But then all those all those shows came on, all his movies, and they started playing his music. And yeah, man, I've been hooked ever since. Elvis is the king. hmm Yeah, so Still I started practicing to sound like him, and sound like Johnny Cash, and sound like Merle Haggard. I practiced all that here in the farm. I actually, my mom had the local in Birch Hills, the bigger town of Crystal Springs. She got the seamstress ladies there to make me a big blue, or not a big blue, but a jumpsuit, Elvis jumpsuit. So. I actually added an hour Elvis Presley tribute to my show for a while.
2: Oh, that's cool. <laughs> yeah,
3: And I wasn't that bad
2: at it either. That's really cool. Did, is there a certain side you like? I'm sure you like them all, but a uh, side more than another of Elvis, like the gospel side, for example. Is that one of your favorites? Oh, yeah.
3: Yeah, well, that rhythm and blues, It well, it's all good. But at, mm-hmm. when I was doing it, I was 19 and, you know, 20 or so, so I could really do the young Elvis stuff. At that time. Right.
0: right.
3: Uh, yeah, I really had that kind of tenor voice going on. And, oh, uh, he had so but, many I mean, great
2: I songs.
3: Yeah, he had so many great songs.
2: Oh, incredible. Let's turn to one of your great songs, Curtis, uh, a more recent one. Oh, we'll talk you. about the video when we come back, which is a very cool video. But the song is called Little White Dress. And I understand the idea for this song uh, came to you years ago. T- t- tell us about the backstory on it.
3: Well, it, it was a happening. This is back when we were touring all those shows and in the bars and then one-nighters, bigger venues. But we were playing a bar in uh, Lloydminster, Saskatchewan. It was hopping and rocking, and uh, all of a sudden no one was looking at the band anymore. The waitress at the time had climbed up, climbed up on a stool, and she was writing the shooter special, the next shooter special, and, the, and she was in a little white dress. And the lights behind her were shining, and... It was just a moment in time. Everybody stopped looking at the band and was looking at the girl on the stool, including the guitar players. Started, Johnny started missing chords, and I was wondering what's going on. Then I saw her, and I wrote the course for this song way back then. I was in the studio. I'm working on my fourth album called Hurt All Over. That's a title track, and I was looking for songs, and I just brought this one back up, and I thought, you know, I should finish this thing. So I did, and uh, it turned out pretty good.
2: It did indeed. Let's hear it now. This is my guest, Curtis Grambo, Little White Dress, out in the country. You're
0: standing on a stool in a little white dress, marking on a board on what she's selling next. That is if all the boys don't cardiac arrest, because she's standing on a stool in a little white dress.
2: And that's Curtis Grambo with Little White Dress here on In the Country. You can check him out at curtisgrambo.com. And what an energetic song! That must be a blast to play on stage. It is. It's it's really rocking. It's fun to fun to play and sing. And there's a video out. People can head to uh, either your website. They can head to YouTube as well to see it. Tell me about the video. And there's some uh, very special cameos in it as well.
3: Yeah, there is. Uh, really cool. We we. Did the video at Cook County Saloon in Edmonton. That was one of the big rooms we used to always play back in the 90s and into the 2000s. They don't do a whole bunch of live entertainment anymore, uh, like everyone else. But uh, we went back there and did it there. And uh, I called a whole bunch of friends from the industry that I've met over the years and asked them to come cameo in it. So that's what we did. We got uh, Julian Austin in there. He's a very Mm -hmm. good friend. There's a guy by the name of Brett Barrow been friends of mine for years. He's from Alberta. He's not singing a whole bunch these days, but uh, he's in there. And uh, there's some other ones, too. Craig Mortz, who's a very good friend of mine. Yeah. Uh, Yeah. We redid that uh, Eddie Rabbit song. Or Eddie Raven, sorry, not Rabbit. I Got Mexico Together.
2: Great song. Which is
3: also going to be on this next album. So that's pretty cool. Yeah, so I got a bunch of cameos. I'd love people to go check it out and see if you can recognize everybody. Exactly.
2: It's a fun little video. Is is it fun to shoot videos? I mean, they look like a lot of fun, but I know there's some work involved and a bit of waiting around.
3: Yeah, but still, I'm pretty fun. I've never not had fun making one. I've made a few now. I mean, they're fun
2: to do. That is so cool. We have another song of yours coming up, Curtis. Uh, I wanted to ask you about songwriting. I know you've been doing it a while. We talked about the album in 1993 and songs you'd written then and prior. When did you first discover that you could write a song?
3: Uh, Probably like 16 years old. That being said, I am terrible to sit down and try to write a song. I'll force myself into writer's block. I I need to hear a hook. I'm always in tune to the way people talk is the truest way you can say something, and that's usually a best song you can find, is the way someone says something, if you're in tune to it, you'll say, oh man, that's a good, for instance, the song Hurt All Over, my buddy was uh, sitting with me at a food court, and he was talking about his ex, and uh, how he was just getting over, and he said, "Uh, I was just getting over, then I kind of bumped into her someplace, and she was being all nice to me, he said, and uh, then next thing you know, she wanted to ride home, and he said, you know, and I almost gave her a ride home, and Grambo, he said, I almost gave her a ride home, but then I thought, no nah, man, that'd be heard all over, and I just wow. thought, wow, that's a song, dude. So <laughs> first I Google it to see if it's written already, right? You never know, but no, that and that just sounded like such a country song to me. Mm-hmm. But yeah, totally. so you just kind of be in tune and then and try and write them. And when I stop and I can't get any farther, that's when I have to go to Nashville and get with the big dogs because they're usually there <laughs> starving for new ideas anyway. So, But, yeah, you get with some of those guys like Stan Webb. I mean, they'll, they'll tear that song off, have it done
2: in, you know, an afternoon. So that's cool. It's amazing how quickly those Nashville writers who do it like that, the three-hour sessions – can do it yeah. day in and day out. What, what is it like when you work with them, Curtis? And what can you can you sort of take us into their mind and how quickly they write?
3: Well, I can't really do that because they're so fast and they do it so much. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, you just kind of try to hang on and throw stuff in. But uh, <laughs> I do know that they're looking for ideas. You know, when you're writing that much, uh,
2: it's you know it's it's good to have new ideas and they're, they do right. new, they're especially good new ideas. Sometimes that's the hardest part. Once you have the idea or the hook, they know how to write yeah. around it. They right. can write lyrics, chorus. They just need that original yeah. idea, right?
3: Yeah, exactly. Yeah, and that's exactly it. It's just a matter of uh, if you've got a good hook. And I've, yeah, My second album, there's about three songs in, on there that were just hooks that I had. Like, uh, for instance, Good Thing You Left, Behind, that was my hook. I took that to... Uh, on Singleton and that one and How Could I Be Over You I had a video on that one that was just a hook I had How Could I Be Over You and uh, Singleton says after all that we've been through there we went start writing but those wow. guys are amazing but yeah for me to sit down and write I'll drive myself crazy however I've got a bunch of songs I've got another one coming on this album called I Want to Be With You and it's another one that just came to me I wrote it all and it was done in a night like a two-hour session. That just doesn't happen all the time.
2: That's when you're really thankful, right, because you know that it doesn't happen all the time. Yeah. You get one like that, you know it's a good thing. Yeah, and you want to sit down and finish that one right away. Mm-hmm. But,
3: yeah, Little white Dress, that was like
2: 20 years in the making. <laughs>
0: but oh,
2: well, got it done. Some of them... <laughs> yeah, exactly. You got it done, and now it's out for us to listen to. It's also available at iTunes. You were mentioning your new album. When can we expect that album to uh, be out, Curtis?
3: Going to have it done by the fall. So after Country Music Week this this year, I'll, it should be mastered and done in November. I'll, I'll say it will be. Terrific. It'll be done. Yeah, it's been a long time coming, so I'm pretty excited about that too.
2: That is very exciting to have that new album. People can check out curtisgrambo.com to follow you as well as social media to stay on top of that. Saskatchewan has a yes, lot please, of great country artists from from back in the day all the way to present. It's just got a great country music scene.
3: That's yeah, it does, really does. And the Prince Albert area, that's kind of where I'm from. There's just so many players that have come out of there, and that's the only you know 30 miles from our farm. Just a lot of talent out here. Mm-hmm. Maybe it's in the water. I don't know.
2: <laughs> Some, something <laughs> happening, because we keep hearing about these great artists, I mean, there's so many names, but one that comes to mind, uh, Brad Johnner and the Johnner brothers were terrific, in our time. Oh, yeah. Yeah, Party Plainsman. Yes.
3: Uh, yeah, and then, you know, the uh, Donnie Bronto.
2: Mm-hmm. That
3: guy's, you know, fiddle phenomenal.
2: Oh, yeah. Yeah, I've oh, spoken to Donnie Dan on the show God. a couple of times, and... Terrific guy. Yeah, he's just a monster. He's from Prince Albert. He's from right out here. He's a neighbor. So it's kind of cool. Very cool. Very cool. And you were saying Julian Austin. I've had him on the show before. He's always great to talk to. And I know he's always working on his classic cars.
3: Yeah, he is. Every time I talk to him, he's, (laughs) sorry, man, I couldn't get to the phone I was welding or whatever he's doing. Yeah, he's always fixing those. Yeah, he's just a really good friend. Doing a show with him here and my brother, Marty, the Grambo brothers, and Julian Austin are playing on Saskatoon
2: uh,
3: August 15th, so that's going to be a blast, too. We always have fun. Oh, that's
2: awesome. That is great. Yeah. Again, people can head to com and uh, check out those specific dates and places. Let's turn to that other song you were talking about, how you had that hook. A friend of yours was talking and didn't want to give the girlfriend a ride home because uh, that's heard all over. Uh, maybe tell me a bit about how you fleshed out the song, Curtis, and then we'll share it with our listeners.
3: Well, that one just... Uh, just the hook, thought of it, the the melody for the chorus just came to me. That's heard all over. And now we, I just that one was another one that just sort of wrote itself almost. And that's, yeah, it's really country. Are you going to play that one? Yeah,
2: I'm awesome. going to play that one right now.
3: Yeah, that one rocks too. The band just killed it.
2: It's, yeah, it's a great style. Let's share it with our listeners. And they'll hear what we're talking about. My guest, awesome. Curtis Grambo from Crystal Springs, Saskatchewan. This is Hurt All Over on In the Country.
0: That's Hurt All Over. That's hurt all over For a long, long time Even have been feeling out the heartache Messing with my mind All pain and all regret burns with peace I'll never forget Lessons learned I'm never gonna get Hurt all over again i again. All over again,
2: what a smoking tune from my guest, Curtis Gramble. Oh, that is called "Hurt all over, man. That tune really rocks right on
3: yeah it it it's another one that's just a blast to play and sing.
2: I can tell And uh, our listeners can head to iTunes To uh, get all the tunes they've heard on the show Plus plenty more of yours there, Curtis I wanted to ask you about advice You you could pass on to somebody listening Who's a singer-songwriter Who's pretty new at all this And is trying to figure out How they start to uh, make some progress uh, In the music business
3: Well Just gotta keep uh,
2: Keep singing
3: Keep writing Networking's a big thing it's a little tougher now. It's hard to go out and uh, meet players uh, because there's not a bunch going on live-wise. But uh, you just got to get out there and then uh, try to get to meet some people that can help you along.
2: Contact and uh, never give up. Yeah, that's great advice too. Persistence really pays off in the music business, right?
3: Yeah, and I mean you got to listen to everyone's opinion, but you don't have to really. Uh, pay that much attention if you don't agree. If you know you're good, keep going. Mm-hmm.
2: So true, so true. you got to weigh out the opinions, but ultimately, as you just said, if you know you're good, carry on and, uh, and go after it. Curtis, I want to thank you so much for being here. A big shout-out to Debbie Wood as well for uh, right getting on. this interview, make, making it to happen. She's wonderful, isn't she?
3: She is so. She's the only one I used to track my stuff has for since big news back home wow yeah she's awesome so i'll give a shout out to her too i know
2: she's listening thanks debbie yes yes indeed that's awesome well curtis thanks so much for being here wish you all the best uh with the new album we'll talk to you soon all right thanks for having me on dave awesome
3: and uh hello to everybody
2: that is wonderful my guest has been saskatchewan's own curtis grambo Up next, we'll head over to Alberta and say hello to Olivia Rose.
1: If you love hearing the story behind the song, and if you love country music, then you'll love In the Country with Dave Woods. It's the online radio show where country music gets up close and personal. Maybe you're a big fan of Lisa Brokopp or love the sound of Paul Brandt. Maybe it's Dean Brody that gets you singing along. When you tune in, you'll hear from the names we all know and love to the new names that will steal our hearts. Dave isn't following the latest trend, this music is his passion. Tune in and get your country on, on In the Country with Dave Woods, where country
0: music never goes out of style.
2: My pleasure now to welcome to In the Country, Olivia Rose. Hey, Olivia.
4: Hi.
2: It is so great to have you here.
4: Oh, it's awesome to be here. Thank you so much for having me.
2: My pleasure. You and I, before we get started here, you and I have written a song together, kind of a parody song. People on YouTube and social media may have seen it. It's all about that twang. Yes. (laughs) You've had some pretty good response.
4: (laughs) Yeah, yeah, I got quite a few views.
2: The video is very popular. Anybody who hasn't seen it can check it out. It's all about that twang, Olivia Rose. Uh do that, do that for sure. Now let's talk about your single, which I'm gonna be playing on the show in a bit, called Make Up to Mud. This is a very catchy song. Uh it's a youthful song. T- tell me all about it, Olivia.
4: Uh well thank you so much for playing it today. And um uh it's just a song about the average uh Alberta girl who doesn't mind getting dirty and down in the mud and going squatting and stuff, but can also get all dressed up and go out when she wants to.
2: That is a great hook for a song, a great idea, and you've done it wonderfully. We're going to get to the song in a bit. Uh, on the songwriting side of things, you write so many songs, Olivia. What is songwriting to you? How important is it in your life?
4: It's It's a huge part of my life. Honestly, I that's how I let my emotions out every day and just yeah, it's it's and it's a really great way to connect with people. Um that's what I really want to get out of my songwriting and the music I put out there is that I just want to um be able to connect with at least one person.
2: Have you had songs yet, Olivia, that you've played of your own that you've written that somebody has told you either a private showing or or in a concert somewhere? they've said that song uh wow really uh had an effect on them
4: uh yeah um my song daddy's little girl um has had lots of reactions like that um, and i've had and yeah i've had people uh tear up sometimes when i sing that song um it's just amazing to get a reaction out of an audience
2: definitely and we should let our listeners know that you are still in your teens
4: Yes, I'm turning 16 this month.
2: Amazing. You know, it's at, at that age, wow, to have accomplished all you've got so far and so much good stuff ahead, but you've got a lot of songs recorded. People can head to OliviaRoseMusic.com. They'll learn more about you there. But you've done so much already. Do you come from a musical family, Olivia, or are you the first in your family to, to discover this?
4: I definitely do not come from a musical family. <laughs> um, <laughs> my mom can play the radio. That's about it. <laughs> uh <laughs> It was just really nice. I mean, I grew up um, with my grandparents listening to the radio and that kind of stuff, um, and uh, and lots in my town. We there was lots mm-hmm. of uh, little jamborees going on and stuff. Um, right. But no, I didn't come from a musical family. This is I'm pretty much the first one to be doing this something you're like the, this.
2: You're the trailblazer. So when did you first realize that you had a voice and that you could sing a song? Oh, I've
4: been singing since I was a baby. Um, My mom told me that I used to hum in my crib and stuff uh, before I could even speak. (laughs) So I always knew that it just had to be something that I needed to do. I would always perform for my mom's friends when they'd come over and stuff. So I knew performing would have to be part of my life.
2: That is so cool. Well, I want to play the song now for everybody. We have lots more to talk about, including uh, your influences. I'll ask you about some of those and uh, those musicians and artists who have inspired you. But let's hear the song now from my guest from Alberta. This is Olivia Rose. The song is called Make Up to Mud on In the Country. Alberta's own Olivia Rose, what a great song from her. It's called Make Up to Mud, and you'll find that at iTunes as of, I think it just hit there today.
4: Yeah, it did, it did.
2: Wow, fresh <laughs> off the presses. So head to iTunes, pick up that song from my guest Olivia Rose. Uh, and it's a great song. It's got a lot of energy to it. Uh, it must be fun to sing on stage.
4: Oh, it definitely is. <laughs> it's probably one of my most upbeat songs, and I I, I really love doing it.
2: It is such a great one So let's talk about your influences, Olivia Who are those artists and songwriters Who have had, had a pretty big impact on you And made you want to pursue music?
4: Um, well, all my life, as I said before I've been listening to some older country With my grandparents and stuff So Dolly Parton is definitely One of my uh, big influences um, I just think she has like really amazing Simple lyrics But it still is able to connect with the audience Which is something that I admire so much um, another one of my influences is Miranda Lambert because she's, uh, she's just amazing. <laughs> um, her songs have <laughs> such great visuals and she's an amazing songwriter. Um, I really hope I'll be able to go to one of her concerts, uh, if she comes from the city <laughs> to Edmonton. Um, another one is actually, um, i go from Alberta. Uh, I mean, is she from Alberta? yeah, uh, Linda Ortega, um, she has a really yeah, different great. tone for her love. She's amazing. I love it. Mm-hmm. I, I do her song, Little Red Boots. I've been doing it for the past, like, two years.
2: Oh, great. Yeah, she's got a great, yeah. I guess it's an alt-country sound, as they call it, just a really cool kind of vibe to her.
4: Yeah, she's, a, it's, yeah, she's amazing.
2: That is so cool. So you mentioned that cover song you do of, of Lindy's. Uh, what are some of the other cover songs people will hear when they see you in concert, Olivia?
4: Um, well, I do a pretty cool version of You're My Sunshine. Um, I do it in a minor key, which is the way it was originally written. Um, I do some older songs like Last Kiss and Wagon Wheel and Country Roads and that kind of stuff. Oh, um, but I try and keep it – any covers I do, I try and keep um, – to try and make them my own. Uh, just not to try and sound like a carbon copy of anybody else.
2: Mm-hmm. And And how do you do that? Is there a certain approach to – putting a fresh spin on it putting your own uh spin on it
4: Um I think I just when I perform it I just end up doing it differently than other people have um oh, okay. I try really try to connect to the lyrics and stuff um to try and make it right. really emotional to the audience and that kind of stuff
2: That makes sense to uh to really as you so you know relate to the song connect to the song and the lyrics I guess that would take some time you know when you're performing to sort of get into that uh, emotional or mental zone before you sing a song right to so that yeah. you can convey that is that a process
4: yeah um sometimes it'll help to tell a little story about the song or like something that makes me think of the song that kind of stuff like with my song mm-hmm. daddy's little girl um i just talk about how it's how i'm going to dedicate it to my grandpa and my, and my dad and stuff um but yeah just try and connect with the song
2: and are you pretty comfortable in the studio at this point?
4: Um, it can be. I love it. I love being in the studio. Sometimes it can be a little uh, scary, but <laughs> it's amazing, and I am. I can't wait to get back in there.
2: What does a good producer do? We hear the term producer, and we know it's got to do with, obviously, the music part of it, but what do they do vocally, To or what do they do to help you vocally when you're performing? Is there any way they give you inspiration or give you direction on how to sound?
4: I kind of, well, I I always try and keep uh, really true to who I am and what my sound is. Um, but mm-hmm. in the studio, it can definitely help having a producer um, coaching you, especially through harmonies and stuff. Um, right. But they can also have a fresh ear to the song. So, like, so I've been hearing my songs for years. Um, but having an outsider uh, listening to it, they can make really good tips on maybe changing some lyrics. To make it sound better for an audience and that kind of stuff. So, yeah, I really like working with my producers.
2: That sounds great. Uh now, what about your favorite concert? You mentioned you hope to see Miranda if she uh gets to Edmonton. So far in your young life, uh, Olivia, what would have been a couple of your favorite concerts you've been at? Um,
4: well, I've been at BBJ a few times. Um, so those were amazing. I did actually see Miranda at BBJ. Um and she was just Amazing! I also talked to McGraw and <laughs> there and stuff. Um, I also was performing out in the lobby at Shell Theater in uh, Fort Saskatchewan for George Canyon, um, also for Emerson Drive. Um, but uh, the George Canyon show was amazing, and he actually invited me up on stage to perform "Makeup to Mud," which was just an unreal experience. He's an amazing guy.
2: That is so cool. He knew you. He knew of you when he saw you in the audience, or how did how did that happen?
4: Um, I actually just went, uh, he actually heard me through the um, intercom when he was just backstage um, for Uh the break, Um, and I went back there to just grab my phone, um, and he said, oh, you're Olivia, right? And it was just amazing to think that he knew my (laughs) name, so we spent um, a little bit talking, him and his piano player, I was talking to them for a little bit, um, until the stage guy actually came out and was like, uh you actually have to go on stage now, George Canyon. <laughs> so, And then, yeah, he was just up on stage. He's like, well, this is my concert, and I want to invite up a, a girl that was performing at the lobby. And, yeah, he just brought me on stage, and he let me use his guitar, which was insane. Oh, my
2: goodness. That is so cool. George Canyon calls you up on stage to sing. I, I can't imagine <laughs> how you were feeling.
4: Oh, I was I was floating. <laughs> I don't think my feet touched the stairs or the stage.
2: <laughs> that's pretty amazing. Yeah. To say the least. Now, I know that you reach out because you've told me you reach out to people, you're not afraid to do that. People, you know, in the industry to get opinions and stuff, and I think that's uh, a big part of success and so that sort of ties into my question to you about advice to singer-songwriters. Would you advise somebody new on the scene to sort of reach out to, to people in the industry to get feedback?
4: Oh, definitely. Talk to everybody and anybody you can. Um, it's 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 really worth your while to try and make connections. It's, it's helped me get so far. Um, just like trying to, like especially with sound guys and that kind of stuff, um, after you're at a gig, just like say hello to the sound guy. Like say thank you, get feedback. Um, just don't be afraid to talk to people. People want to be approached.
2: I think that's awesome advice because a lot of people are hesitant, uh, as as we know, and maybe think they're going to bother somebody. But you reach out. As you said, they they like to help people in in pretty much all cases. And uh, it's going to be quite rewarding when you get that feedback or or maybe there's a connection to someone else.
4: Yeah, yeah. No, as I said, connections have helped me so much in this industry. (laughs) <laughs> um you've also helped me learn new things. Um I've gotten lots of advice from many people. Like and don't be afraid to ask for advice too. Um like you're unsure about something, like yeah, ask someone that you think you might know the answer. And I think most people will be more than happy to give you their advice.
2: Olivia, it's been such a pleasure talking to you. We've connected uh through social media, always have great conversations, so it's so great to talk to you on the show, and uh, I love your song, Make Up to Mud.
4: Thank you so much. It was awesome talking to you, and thank you for having me on the show.
2: My pleasure. This has been wonderful. Again, the song, Make Up to Mud, available now at iTunes. Check out Olivia at oliviarosemusic.ca. And we'll be back in just a moment with my guest, Matt Williams. And my pleasure now to welcome to the show Ontario Zone Matt Williams. Hey Matt. Hey Dave, how's it going, bud? It's going wonderful. How are you doing? I'm doing good. I'm doing good.
1: Just uh, just caught the last bit of Olivia's interview there. She uh, she sounds like quite the person.
2: Isn't that great? You hear that energy? She's going to be 16 very shortly. That young, and she she really knows what she's doing.
1: That's Yeah, it sounds like it. Just, I can't imagine uh, someone, you know, 15 years old and being brought up on stage with George Canyon. That that must be uh, <laughs> quite the thing for her. That's amazing.
2: Wouldn't that be something? I mean, you'd have the nerves, the excitement, and then one, one hell of a memory the next day and an accomplishment. Well, c- can we go back in your life to not too long ago, Matt, when you were in your teens? You know, Olivia's age, was music your passion at that point, and were you pursuing it?
1: Oh, absolutely. Um, I think, yeah, yeah. I mentioned before when I was 10 years old, uh, went to see a Tom Petty and the Heartbreakers concert. Uh, my parents brought me there and I remember as soon as the lights went down, I was, I was completely hooked. And, uh, basically weeks after that show, um, begged my parents to, uh, to go and buy me a, a used guitar <laughs> so I could start hammering things out. And, uh, yeah, struggled with it at first, but, uh, but kept with it. And, uh, I'm I'm really thankful I did because uh, who knows where I'd be if so uh, if I didn't pick up the guitar.
2: Well, it really can change somebody's life. I think you kind of implied there. I mean, people can go in the wrong direction if they don't have a passion in their life, and something like music kind of keeps you focused and keeps you pretty positive. Absolutely, yeah,
1: yeah. I find um I find yeah music or, or sports. You know, if if you're a young kid mm-hmm. and you're looking for something to launch onto, that's. Uh, you know two different uh, different and amazing avenues that uh, that people can use to you know kind of stay out of trouble and gain some self-confidence in one area of life and that usually carries over into into other areas too so yeah i definitely uh, definitely, uh, definitely recommend getting involved in music or sports
2: <laughs> now what is it about tom petty as you mentioned here and on, on the show before and w- when we've talked i know he's such a, a big uh, influence what is it about tom petty's music that you love so much I I absolutely connected with the storytelling lyrics. Um uh a lot of his a lot of his songs
1: were kind of um at the time they were more crossover um than I think a lot of people realized with you know the way he wrote songs uh you know mm-hmm. the lyrics behind songs. Um just yeah some of the Southern Accent CD that was uh or, or the album at the time that was such a huge uh crossover album and I think that's you know I didn't know it at the time but that's I think where I started to fall in love with country music. Um, and just, yeah, that, those storytelling lyrics were just uh, something that I really connected with.
2: He, he definitely does that. And uh, there's a new album from Sammy Kershaw that actually came out today. And I interviewed Sammy last week for an interview I'll be putting online this week. And uh, it, the album's actually called I Won't Back Down, and he covered that Tom Petty song.
1: Oh, that's so cool. I'll have to, I'll have to yeah. definitely check that out because I know, I know even to this day that that's one song I still continue to play in my set list. I won't back down. It's it? such a huge influence for me too.
2: That is, <laughs> so yeah, that is such a great song. Uh, let's turn to one of your songs. Last time around, when you were here, we uh, featured "Make Love Tonight" with Alyssa Morrissey, uh, your duet partner on that song. And that was a wonderful song. What was the feedback you got on that one when that was out? Oh, it
1: was uh, pretty favorable. Um, a lot of
2: people, uh, a lot of people warmed up to it, and it kind of
1: brought them back to a to a time in their life where either they went through a breakup or. You know, just running into an old um, ex boyfriend or girlfriend on the street
0: mm-hmm. somewhere,
1: and just all those memories start flooding back. So, um, so it really connected with people. And I'm really, uh, that was, that was the goal when we went into, actually, when we go into any songwriting session, it's, uh, you know, we want to, we want to create something that's going to be able to connect with people and bring them back to a time in their life that, that they really, uh, they really appreciate or, or they can generate some, some good emotions and, and feelings from.
2: Mm -hmm. Yeah, it's great to have those kind of songs that we can uh, lean on or cling to or just just enjoy, but we can take something out of it. On the songwriting side of things, I know that's a huge passion for you, Matt. You're always writing and and writing better songs. What is it about songwriting that gives you such a thrill?
1: I just just love creating. Um, I think that's what it comes down to. I
2: found that out uh,
1: probably about six years ago now um just just really uh just sitting down uh either be it with a group of people or just you know just by myself too with a guitar um mm-hmm. i just i've always loved that that aspect of just being able to create something and and work work towards something and kind of you know you implement your your interests and your uh you know your musical icons growing up too and you kind of get to create that moment too so it's uh it's Pretty awesome, and and it's uh, on the emotional side too. It's a relief too, where you get to uh, whatever you're going through at the time. Uh, You Mm -hmm. can kind of work through, you know, with pen and paper and and with an instrument, and uh, really get those emotions out too. And instead of keeping them bottled up inside, which is great.
2: That's such a great point, and it works for the artist uh, when they write the song, and then we as listeners hear that song, and it can become cathartic for us and help us release stuff. So. Everybody kinda of wins when uh, somebody writes a song like that. Let's turn to your brand new one that is out now. It's at iTunes for people to pick up. Uh the song's called "Spinning Round. What can you tell me about the song before I share it?
1: Yeah, absolutely. This uh, this song, I'm actually I'm I'm so proud about this one. And uh when, when myself and Adam uh we went in and we produced this and uh uh we we both felt it was something that we could stand behind a hundred percent and be extremely happy with, with the way it turned out. Um uh, the song originated uh last August actually. Um and and for the for the most part it was just being uh it was being single again in a small town and uh it kinda came from the heart and uh just going through uh you know the ups and downs of relationships and, and kinda out on the out on the market again and so I brought in uh brought in my good friend Doug Folkins who who co wrote Make Love Tonight too.
4: And right.
1: uh and we kinda hashed things out for a little bit and then uh mm-hmm. then myself and Adam we went into the studio and we hunkered down and and uh, probably for a couple of weeks, really got the production where where we wanted it um, and uh, yeah, like i said we're, we're extremely happy with the way it's been going. <laughs> it's a new, uh, It's a new element for uh it's it got a bit of a pop twist to it too
2: it does, and it sounds great in that produ- the producer you mentioned Adam Newcomb, who is just a wonderful guy, a wonderful producer he 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 brings so much great, uh great sounds to so many different artists. Oh, absolutely. I, I can't say enough about him. It, it kind of helps
1: that he's one of my best friends, too. So, so we, live, uh, we live about 10, 10 minutes away from each other. So we get to see each other, you know, two or three times a week, it seems. And uh, <laughs> it, it's really awesome that we
2: have that chemistry, both friends, and uh yeah.
1: you know, that music relationship, too.
2: That's awesome. Well, let's hear that song now from Coburg, Ontario. My guest, Matt Williams, his brand new one, Spinning Round on In the Country. And that is Ontario's own Matt Williams' brand-new song, available at iTunes. You can also call your local country station to request it. It's called Spin Round. And, Matt, I wanted to ask you about duet partners. And I know that Alyssa Morrissey is a great duet partner of yours. You guys perform. I know you sing with Ricky Knox as well. If we leave those two aside, and they're wonderful, but leave them aside for a moment, who would you love to do a duet with from the world of country music? Oh, from the world of country music—that's uh, yeah. You
1: know what? I would actually, I would actually love to uh, uh, Casey. Casey would actually be my uh, Musgrave.
4: She'd be Casey the Musgrave. one person I would
1: love to do, love to do a duet with her. I just, I, I love her vibe. I've got to see
2: her a couple times now, and uh, she is,
1: she is something else. And it would be an honor to be on the same stage with her.
2: She's got quite a cool sound, a traditional a traditional sound, and uh, she's great. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah, and I just I love
1: how she's she kind of she made that mainstream again, which was which was awesome. So, and she doesn't mm-hmm. uh I, I really I really love her attitude, too. I follow her on social media and just how she uh she really doesn't give, you know, give a crap what other people think. She just kind of goes out and does <laughs> her
2: own thing and
1: and Absolutely. uh
2: people either love it or hate it. So, it <laughs> seems to be working for her. It <laughs> it definitely can work in music right if you don't just stay down the middle which can work as well but if you kind of veer off in a direction and uh are your own person that that can pay off really well yeah absolutely
1: absolutely yeah so so yeah but i do i do love uh performing with with Alyssa and ricky and uh to a lesser extent nikki uh nikki english now too but it's um uh-huh. yeah it, it would be awesome to be on the same stage with with casey
2: that would be awesome, and so much great talent in Ontario. Some of the females you mentioned right there, great country artists in their own right. Uh, your website is mattwilliamsproductions.com. People can learn more about you there. What are you hoping to accomplish in 2015, Matt? 2015, um,
1: actually, yeah, just uh, just keeping, you know, I'm keeping on, keeping on, just uh, just continuing to write. Um, I yep. know we got a couple trips to uh, to Nashville planned. Um, so that's, that's going to be a lot of fun and just, uh, just continuing to write in the background and, and, uh, yeah, really, uh, really, you know, go out and this song around, which is, uh, which is pretty cool. And then, uh, I think September, I've got another one scheduled to come out too. So, uh, there's always, always lots going on and, and it's going to be a pretty exciting year.
2: Very cool to hear. It was great to hear the brand new song, Matt. Always great to chat with you. Thanks so much for being here.
1: You too, Dave. I really appreciate it. Thank you.
2: My pleasure. Big shout-out to Debbie Wood as well, who's helping Matt out with his music, as always, and Curtis Grambo. Uh And a big thank you to my guest, Olivia Rose, from Alberta, and her song, Make Up to Mud. Of course, we heard Little White Dress from Curtis Grambo as well as Hertz all over. Great music to check out uh, on YouTube and iTunes and at their websites. I'm Dave Woods, and that'll wrap up this edition of In the Country.